Hello, I'm really glad you joined us online today. We've been talking about the Helper. God helps us change to live the life we've always wanted to live, and He accomplishes this in us as we walk by the Spirit, the Helper. The growth takes time, of course. It it requires that you walk by the Spirit and keep in step with Him. The Bible calls what the Holy Spirit produces in us the fruit of the Spirit. This mirrors actual fruit that takes a long time to grow. I'd like to show you a video of a pear growing in eight weeks from flower to fruit. Of course, it takes a, a lot more time to for an orchard farmer to get to that eight weeks from flower to fruit. But the farmer must plant the tree, wait for it to grow to maturity, and cultivate the orchard throughout the year. And then this can happen. Let's watch this. I personally wish the fruit of the Spirit didn't take as long as it does to grow, but it does. I'm drawn personally to quick fixes and things that offer steps to getting where I want to go, like a book with the title, Five Easy Steps to the Life You've Always Wanted. By nature, I'm a formula guy. Just give me the formula so... I can work it to grow spiritually. I don't want to have to figure it out. God doesn't give us a formula for life with him. He gives his spirit as a guide. When you yield your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit moves in, and I find that amazing. God himself moves inside of us. John 14:26 says, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and make you remember all that I have told you. Out of his kindness, God moves in and begins to help me change to become the person I've always wanted to become in my family, with my friends, at work, and in every arena of life, and he'll do the same for you. He moves into our hearts to bring change. Our part is to learn to cooperate with him and use the resources he's provided to change. Things are the same on the outside, but on the inside, you're very different. All the good that flows in and out of our lives comes from him. God's spirit is the source of spiritual life. Romans 8:11 says, "But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is the channel to God's resources and desires. He, we tap into them and we can tap into doing what God wants. Real life comes from the Holy Spirit who moves in and begins to work his life into you and I at the very core of our being. After coming to know Christ by committing my life to him, if you've committed your life to him as well, uh, we have the option to tap into the Holy Spirit's power to obey. Yet there is a major amount of opposition to walking with God. It's like swimming against the current of a raging river, and we need God's help to do that. We need to know about this, because if we're not ready, we're surprised, and it takes us out. It can thwart our growth to... And if if we're not aware of the battle within, then it can take us out and put us on a shelf in ministry and life. The battle is a part of the Christian life. Thad talked about the battle within last week. And it's easy to carry our old ways into our approach to following God. It, it's normal to see the life that we want and try hard to make it happen. It's the same when we try to follow God. And we, we see it, we see what could happen, and we try to make it happen. Just give me the steps. Give me the formula. I want to do that. Galatians was written because the church at Galatia started off trusting in the grace of God, but began to rely on the flesh and to work hard to please God by fulfilling the law versus just obeying and walking with the Spirit. Galatians 3.3, how foolish can you be? After starting your Christian lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect in your own human effort? It makes sense to us to try hard to change, to do a self-improvement plan, to make resolutions to stop this and start that. Growth doesn't come out of the old effort, old life, out of the flesh. Dead stuff doesn't change or grow. It, it begins to stink and We were dead in our transgressions when we came to Christ. We aim to grow in the grace of God. And I used to think that grace was opposed to effort. But this statement from Dallas Willard really helped me. Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. Grace, you know, does not just have to do with the forgiveness of sins. 
grace is what God pours out to help us walk with him, to grow in him. The grace of God doesn't only allow us to be forgiven, it fuels our spiritual growth and it comes to us through the Holy Spirit. We'll see in a few minutes how we can make the effort to use the resources of the Holy Spirit to grow spiritually. God's plan is to put His Spirit in us and He brings life and then God's Spirit grows good things in us. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 describe the fruit of the Spirit, what God grows in us through His Spirit, the Helper. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit cannot be manufactured. You have to let God work in you, in your the core of your being. It just can't be manufactured. You can't try hard enough to produce the fruit of the Spirit. When I was growing up, huge resin grapes about the size, maybe a little smaller than my fist, were popular. And people would set them out on a coffee table. And, you know, like the couch, the coffee table. And uh, we had a set of resin grapes. Um, But if you bite into resin grapes, you're going to break your teeth off. It's not juicy at all. There's no way. Fruit grows indirectly. You can't manufacture fruit. You can't put things together to make it happen. The farmer puts in a great deal of effort for sure, but God grows the fruit. He provides, God provides the sun, the water, the right nutrients that are key to growing things. It's the same spiritually. We, we have things that we can do and we must put in the effort. But God uses his resources to grow us in character. His resources are prayer, the Word of God, fellowship, and ministry. More on this in a few minutes. As you keep immersing yourself in these resources, you grow. But it happens indirectly. You don't even realize it's happening sometimes. You you cannot will yourself to grow in character. But God grows it in you as you Make yourself available to the resources God has provided for growth. Spiritual growth is not self-improvement. It's God changing us from the inside out. It's a change for the better by the helper, the Spirit of God. Good things grow in us through the Holy Spirit in us, the helper. The Spirit of the living God lives in us and life begins to flourish as we learn to cooperate and rely on Him. 
I've watched people blossom like a bud that turns to juicy fruit after they've come to know Jesus Christ. I've watched many lives change like this. On the other hand, the works of the flesh hinder growth. Galatians 5, 19 through 22. Now the deeds or the works, which involves effort, strain, toil, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which means obvious, glaring, which are immorality, out-of-bound sex, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, image worship, either literal or figurative, sorcery, which is an interesting word. It's actually pharmakeia, and it, it, it literally means relying on something other than God to help you get through life. And that's what people do when they're addicted to things like uh, alcohol or, or drugs. Enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, choosy about who you hang out with. That's what factions means. Envying, drunkenness, carousing, letting loose and going wild. And such things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. When you see the fruit or the works of the flesh, you need to identify the, the, the root of those things. If it's the root that's growing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, then thank God for what He's doing in you. If it's the works of the flesh... Don't try harder to stop doing them or work hard to improve yourself. Stop. Confess. Receive God's forgiveness and then surrender to his leadership. And this, if we do this over and over and over again, genuinely, we have the sorrow that leads to repentance, then we begin to grow. Don't rely on old strategies or other resources, but on the Holy Spirit and His resources for growth. When you need help, ask God for it. He will give the strength, wisdom, encouragement, and perspective that you need to grow. It's like there are two dogs inside of us. The dog who wins is the one you feed. If you feed the good dog by drawing on the resources of the Holy Spirit, he wins. And and that's what will bring the best life possible. If you want the right things to grow in you, you need to make yourself available to God's resources for growth. The bicycle of life is an illustration that shows the resources God provides to guide us and grow us in life. The front wheel shows 
the wisdom God promises to give you if you ask him for it. But it's it's also comes as you choose the right attitudes, you make godly decisions, you're including God in your decisions, you're taking responsibility, you're being diligent, and then he provides the wisdom. But we're talking about the back will today. Uh, these are the resources the Holy Spirit uses to grow us spiritually. They are prayer, the Word of God, the Bible, ministry, and fellowship. First of all, let's talk about prayer. I have recently gained an appreciation for sitting quietly before God in solitude. I I get rid of all distractions from my phones, computers, other noise, and sit quietly in order to hear from God. C.S. Lewis highlights the need for quieting yourself before God and listening to Him. The very moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back in listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other, larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. I've really benefited from that. When we quiet ourselves before God, we can hear Him speak to us. Fifteen minutes in the morning has really helped me focus more on Him and help me get centered for the rest of my day. It's, it's been a good practice to, to do. Listening is an important part of prayer. So is asking. In John 16.24, Jesus says, Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. When when we pray, God always provides an answer based on what we need. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He he actually God knows what we need before we ask, and he's saying yes, no, maybe or wait uh depending on what we really need. We we don't really even know what we need. When I'm overwhelmed with all the things on my plate, I can choose to proceed in a fleshly way or I can trust Him to help me. I often pray throughout my day. I ask God to help me to do the things that day, one thing at a time, not to rush through it. Somebody said, hurry is the death of prayer. And so we, we don't want to rush through it. And when I ask him, he helps me take one thing at a time and not let tomorrow's trouble get me today. I only need to ask for help. This makes 
the good things flow out of my work and in my relationships that wouldn't have if if I were straining and toiling and working hard to do what I needed to do. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that more than anything, prayer changes us as we go to God and the transformation comes through the Spirit of God. The second resource God uses to grow us is the Word of God, the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work, challenge, insight, perspective, and power flow from the Word of God. It, there's a verse in Isaiah 55.11 that says, It will not return to God empty, but will accomplish what He desires. That's a, that's a real promise. Sermons are good, but there is nothing like hearing God speak to you personally as you read His Word. If you haven't read the Bible before, John, Acts, and Romans is a good place to start. Jar, J-A-R. Get into the Bible and ask God to speak to you, and He will. He'll speak clearly. The more we soak up God's Word, the Bible the more we hear from and are guided by the Holy Spirit, the Helper. He will speak to us directly through His Word as we quiet ourselves and let Him speak. And He will bring to mind throughout the day, this is my experience, what we've read at just the right time, situation by situation, he gives just-in-time guidance to help us know what He wants us to do. The third resource is fellowship. Uh, Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called a day, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews 10.24 and 25, Let us consider how to stay Stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We all need motivation, encouragement, and strengthening. When you get around others who are trying to walk with God, they spur you on through their example and through their their good goals and through offhand comments at times. So many times an offhand comment by a friend has provided the motivation or the strength that I needed in that moment. And they didn't even know it was happening. O- only God can do that at just the right time. The Holy Spirit brings up the things that you need to see 
and here. God uses relationships with other believers to help you grow and get motivated. The encouragement you need and the strengthening in your life that you need. When you pull away from the fellowship, it's, it's like a log being removed from the fire. You begin to smolder and struggle to be a light. The last resources of the Holy Spirit is ministry. Ephesians 4.16 says, From whom the whole body, speaking of Jesus Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Many of us are stretched by serving in the ministry right now. And this is true. When we're stretched, that's how muscles grow and develop. When each part does its part, the body grows. According to the proper working of each individual part. If you trust God for the motivation and strength to serve, He always comes through. That's my experience. As you learn to serve in faith, you grow. But it happens indirectly as you serve. Lawns and orchards require maintenance. You must pull the weeds and deal with the pests in the orchards. And I I learned this for the first time a while ago. About half of our married lives, Cindy and I lived in apartments or condos, and I, I didn't have to do maintenance on the yard. And that that's actually one reason I didn't want to have a house, because I, I, I didn't need to focus on maintenance of that house. Um, it, it's, it's a lot of work. Maintenance is, yard maintenance is a lot of work. It takes effort to do that kind of maintenance. Weeds grow without any kind of effort at all. I mean, it just happens. It's the same in our spiritual lives. We've got to deal with the weeds. We've got to deal with the flesh. If you identify that you're in the flesh, pull it out by the root. That's the only thing that will will help. If It'll grow back if you don't pull it out by the root. Stop and confess sin. Then receive God's forgiveness. Move on. Don't get stuck in your sin. And then surrender to the Lord's leadership. You, you can flip the switch. When you're in the flesh, it, it, the picture in the Scripture is that there's the realm of the flesh and the realm of the Spirit. At any given moment, you can get, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord, you can flip the switch. You can get out of the realm of the flesh and move back into the realm of the Spirit by stopping, confessing sin, 
receiving God's forgiveness. Don't beat yourself up over and over again. And then surrender again to the Lord's leadership. In other words, this is how you keep in step with the Holy Spirit. If the right stuff is going to grow in our lawn and garden and orchard, you, you must feed it regularly. I, I foolishly thought otherwise when I started taking care of my lawn. It's the same spiritually. We must plug into the resources of the Holy Spirit and find God's help and power to change. It's not about trying harder. It's using, letting God teach you and lead you through the resources He's provided to grow you. Uh, prayer, the Word of God, fellowship, and ministry. I want to encourage you to take some next steps today. Um, here, here are some suggestions. Maybe you're frustrated with trying to improve yourself. And God wants to help you change, by the way. So maybe you're ready to commit your life to Christ. For the first time, I will accept Jesus as my Savior and commit to follow Him as Lord. And then another step could be pick a resource God uses to grow you and focus on it this week. Circle one of these in your mind. Um, prayer, God's Word, fellowship, or ministry. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank You so much for Your grace that grows us. We, we need to take the effort, make the effort to grow, but You work in us to bring total change. And I pray, God, that as we've heard you speak this morning, or whenever it is online, that you would give us the power to take the steps that you've laid on our heart to take. And I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.